It's a new week, a new era, and we've got some astrology to talk about today. Hi, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast. Glad you joined us. We've got a lot to talk about today. There is quite a bit, obviously, that is taking place both in the world but also in the chart. So let's kind of dig in here and we'll lay some groundwork for this week ahead. Of course, the big day, Wednesday, uh, the inauguration of Joe Biden in Washington, D.C. And the astrology around that is quite interesting. We'll unfold it through the week. I'm not going to go into it all here. But ahead of the inauguration, the sun ingresses into Aquarius tomorrow, and you numerology folks will love this, at 3.33 p.m. Eastern Time. (laughs) Don't you love that? So that sets the stage. That happens every time a U.S. president is inaugurated. Each one has been inaugurated under an Aquarian sun. It is my understanding that that was by design because several of the founding fathers were or followed astrology, including Benjamin Franklin, who was very formative of when these things occurred. But we don't know, so it would be speculation unless, I guess, maybe there's something in writing. But I don't know. My eyes have not landed on it. Now, the other thing about Wednesday is the moon will be void, of course, when the inauguration takes place. It will be in Aries, the moon will be, void of course, and moves into Taurus at 1.55 p.m. Eastern Time. So basically two hours after the oath is given at noon, the moon will release its void of course and move into Taurus. This is kind of an interesting little sidebar because the United States Constitution specifies exactly when these things are going to take place. The election, the inauguration, they're all specified. They've been followed for the near 250 years of this country's history. And yet, we just had an election on a day that astrologically was not favorable because Mercury was turning direct. So we held this election under a Mercury retrograde. And now we're going to inaugurate under a void, of course, moon. And the point here is, this is where I always try to build this flexibility into my schedule. Now, wouldn't it be funny if our founding fathers had written, (laughs) the election will be held unless Mercury is in retrograde, or that we are in a moon wobble, or blah, 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 blah. And I've got a new term, by the way, we're going to introduce here in a minute. It's Kalasarpa Yoga comes from Vedic astrology. I'll tell you what it is in a minute, but it would be on the list too. (laughs) Like, don't do it when it's Carlos Sarpa Yoga, and we are. So I'm just telling you, you know, because of the institution and the tradition that things are happening that are not astrologically the best. And if you doubted that having an election, a major election on a Mercury retrograde, getting ready to turn direct in the end of the evening, is a good idea, Well, (laughs) I'm a bad salesman, I guess. (laughs) Because, look, if you do love astrology and you want to at least have the energy at your, you know, the tailwind at your back, if you will, then picking these times to do things according to that tailwind is not a bad idea. And when you get pigeonholed into things that have to happen at a certain time, well, of course, we have to make the best of it. But if we're in control and we could affect the outcome, it would be best to align that energy and and at least launch it with the best possible outcome. 
So for today, the moon is in Aries. Mars is still conjuncting Uranus tomorrow, too. So there's the other thing. So, yeah, sun moves into Aquarius. Mars conjuncts Uranus. The moon is void, of course. And let me introduce this new term, Kala Sarpa Yoga. Now, those of you who have been listening to this for a while know of the nodes of the moon, right? So we have the north and south nodes of the moon, which are not points in space. They're not, I'm sorry, they're not bodies in space. They are points in space. They are aspects or intersections of orbits, basically. But every planet that has a moon has nodes of those moons because it is the same intersection of the same orbit. You can look it up if you want to see a picture of it. There's Google images galore that give you an instant recognition of exactly what it is. But because it is two extended lines out into space wrapped around a planet, a globe, a circle, or a ball, I guess I should say, we're going to have two points because there's one side of the ball and the other side of the ball. So the nodes of the moon are always opposite each other in the chart. So let's just create a mental image here of Kala Sarpa Yoga and put the north node up at 12 o'clock and the south node down at 6 o'clock. We'll make it easy. All of the planets are in between the two nodal points. So in your mind, you could stack all of the planets between 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock or between 6 o'clock and 12 o'clock. They're on one side or the other. When that happens, we are in Kalasarpa Yoga. We're in one right now. When did it happen? It started at about 6 p.m. on Sunday, January 10th, one week ago. When this happens, it is a tense aspect because in Vedic terminology, Kala means serpent. And yoga is combined or combination. So this definition is that our soul is caught by the serpent of time within the axis of karma. And it usually triggers or reflects unusual and unexpected life situations experienced according to the karma of a previous birth. That's kind of the technical definition of it. It continues until January 24th when the moon tips outside of the north node in Gemini. So that will break the Kala Sarpa Yoga. Now we'll pick up on this tomorrow and we'll carry it through some of the week. But let's do the keywords for now and we'll call it a day on this one. I do want to talk about some extended karma because really we're, we're under a couple of big influences. We'll talk about this tomorrow. How about if we make this the gist of tomorrow's podcast? Again, talking about Saturn and Pluto and also for the United States, the Pluto return. All right, let's take a look at the keywords. This is kind of interesting. So for today, the top keyword across all time frames today is delusion. Now, this is interesting. Number two is change, except for the morning hours from basically 8 a.m. Eastern until noon Eastern. Love at first sight comes up to number two on the keyword list. Isn't that interesting? Must be some Venus aspects in there that it's picking. Venus midpoints is probably what it is because this is a mostly midpoint-driven list. But then there's kind of a scattering of these, so I'll just pick a few. Emotionality, love, happiness, friendship, change. There's change. 
And then as the day progresses, keywords shift to nervousness, success, art, friendship, failure, work, effort, inhibition, friendship, joy, purpose, birth, success. So you see that there's just this, it's it's like an intermixture. It's almost like we're in between two zones here. And I, I think that's what a lot of us are feeling is like this trapped in the middle. I am oh so dating myself here, but just indulge me. The Steely Dan song, uh, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> ah, do you feel it? Can I hear an amen? <laughs> all right, you have a great day. Look, we will get through all of this. Yes, there's some shifty energy up there right now, and it is going to play out on planet Earth, and we are all on for the ride. And just keep in mind, we signed up for this. We did. So hang in there with it. We'll be back tomorrow, and we will talk about these big macro themes. We'll just pick up right there. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.